Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Uh, Obviously, the biggest story in the nation this week was the Fetterman-Oz debate, the Pennsylvania Senate race. Fetterman, obviously not well. I think it says a lot about, about the Democratic Party, what they think of their voters, what they think of Fetterman. Um, I thought it was pretty disgusting and hard to watch. Uh, being that he is a recent victim of a stroke. They told us he was okay. They said, yeah, no, he's fine. Go go ahead out there. But they pushed him out there, and it was totally humiliating and embarrassing. I'm just wondering your overall thoughts of what you witnessed this week. Well, two things. One, yes, you want to feel bad for the guy the same way you want to feel bad for Biden. But then you got to remember who Fetterman was before his stroke. He's a total socialist leftist lunatic who wants to take away your guns, wants to tax you into oblivion, wants to have the government involved in every facet of your existence. So he's an Indiana Republican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same thing with Biden, right? You want to feel like, oh, there's this old man who's lost his marbles and they're taking advantage of him. But then you realize, well, this guy is the president. He's signing the papers. He's enacting the laws. He's doing the executive orders. These people do not like you. So while you can, it's okay to feel bad for them because of their state of mental health or mental condition or whatever, you have to remember they have to be defeated because they're trying to come at you. I'm not going to feel bad for somebody who wants to screw with my health care, who wants to screw with the way this country is protected, and honestly, for somebody that probably hates my guts. So I took a lot of crap for this yesterday, because Nigel and I talked about this. I'm done feeling bad. I don't feel bad the least bit. I hope he gets better. I hope he gets the health that he needs. But in terms of trying to be one of the 100 most powerful people in this country, I don't feel the least bit of shame ripping this dude. Here's the bigger point, though. No matter how bad that was... This race is still going to be close. 48, 47, 49 percent. He still leads in some polls. Exactly. They're going to vote for John Fetterman. And this is the bigger conversation, which is, and you're seeing it here in Indiana because they're running, Indiana Republicans, two horrific statewide candidates in Todd Young and Diego Morales. And there are still a whole group of people who, no matter what those guys do, are going to vote for them. And if you're going to vote for John Fetterman, The same way as if you're going to vote for Diego Morales, what you're saying is no matter what crap candidate the two old parties throw at me, I'm going to vote for it. And then I'm going to spend the next four or six years complaining about what a terrible job the two the the crap candidate from the two old parties gave me. It's like people have the ability to, as Fleetwood Mac said, you you may never break the chain. You have the ability to break the chain and people don't do it. But how much of a fault of that lies with the libertarians, right? Because every time you want to believe in the libertarians, it's like wanting to believe in a Colts quarterback. Every time you're (laughs) wanting to believe in, all right, this is the guy, he's going to lead us, we're going to make things happen, they go onto a debate stage or they do something stupid. Well, but individual candidates, too. So Jeff Moore, the libertarian nominee for Secretary of State, and we talked about this before, he is the best candidate the libertarians have ever run for statewide office. 
He is an A plus candidate. If you put him in a, if he were the Republican nominee for Secretary of State right now, he would get sixty percent of the vote. He is the best candidate they have ever nominated. And look, you're not going to go from weirdos to perfect in overnight. The Libertarian Party used what Rainwater did, which was getting you know that eleven and a half percent of the vote, and they have added county parties. They've started to fill out ballots. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. This isn't going to happen overnight. But we have to reward these third parties when they put good people out there to encourage more good people to run. But I have seen in states. And maybe it's a poor example, like Minnesota, where they said, you know what? I think Jesse Ventura is a bit of a lunatic, but these other two folks stink. (laughs) So we're going to roll the dice here and we're going to hitch our wagons to Jesse. Now, he was a well-known wrestler. He had name recognition. I get that. Is that what it's going to take for a libertarian to make a legitimate run at something in Indiana? Well, name recognition? So here, here is what is on the ballot. So let's take away the U.S. Senate race, because I know we're going to talk about Todd Young and his gas pumping here in just a minute. <laughs> but the Secretary of State's race controls the ballot access. And I am telling you right now, there's a whole lot of people who are looking at that Secretary of State's race who would be great candidates to run for future office, who if the libertarians get the 10%, he doesn't have to win. I'm not under delusion right now going, Jeff Moore is going to be the next Secretary of State for the state of Indiana. But if he gets 10%, the Libertarians get primary ballot access, which is millions of dollars in free advertising that the Republicans and Democrats get, and it's access to voter information that they previously did not have. If they get that 10% in the Secretary of State's race, which Jeff Moore should easily get he is a great candidate he's done a great job they you will start to see much better people because they're gonna have millions of dollars in free advertising that the liber that the uh, democrats and republicans get but you got you got to vote for it man if you vote for diego morales in that secretary of state's race you are saying whatever crap the republicans throw at me i will eat it for here and forever more but the libertarians have to put up there somebody that's not a total melvin too the two time and i i admit i missed the one debate uh, with Moore, but the last two times I've watched the debate, I've seen guys up there looking like that scene in Wayne's World where Wayne walks off the show and Garth has to host it by himself. (laughs) Uh, okay, Okay, but here's the point. Who are the people that are running? There are people with jobs. There are people with things to do. There are people who have not, never run for public office before. If the standard is, we want Todd Young, well, Todd Young wanted to be in politics from the time he was old enough to tie his shoes and spend his whole life doing it, and for the past 12 years, has colossally failed you. What would you rather have? Some guy who has trouble articulating a good message, or a guy who has added $11 trillion <laughs> to the national debt in six years? There it is. What was it? The photo op. What was he doing at the gas station with the with the gas pump the other day? What, can you describe what I was looking at, you, you know what I'm talking about here? You guys remember in the original, uh, or I guess it's the second Terminator, where the uh, Patrick character, the bad guy Terminator, comes to present day, and he like pops onto the scene, and he kind of slowly gets up and is looking around, and his muscles are all clenched, and he has a stern look on his face. That was that photo of Todd Young. So he's at this gas pump in in or near Gary. And he's supposedly getting gas late late in the evening, coming home from some event. They've got the price of gas pictured in the background. And the only problem is there's no car <laughs> in the photo of which he's supposedly pumping gas. And on top of that, like his sleeves are too long on his shirt. His hair is kind of disheveled. He's grimacing at the gas pump. He's gripping like the like the you know the the, the gas pump like he's holding onto the side of a cliff for dear life. I mean, it's the most ridiculously staged photo ever. So you can say whatever you want about James Siniak having a bad debate or Rainwater sweating during the debate. 
I'd rather have a sweater or a guy who couldn't had trouble completing a sentence rather than a guy who's added eleven trillion dollars to that and is staging photos at gas pumps but without reality, cars. Yeah, but the reality is, I mean, as much as you don't like Todd Young and you've made it known for quite some time now, he is going to win sure. this race. Sure, he is. Right? And you know what's going to happen? Because I saw this yesterday on social media. There were a whole bunch of people who, in that Abdul poll, who are conservatives, said, I hate Todd Young. I'm not committed to voting for him. And as always happens, when we get right up to the end of the line, all the bravado, all the tough talk, all the this, all the that, they go kneel at that altar of Republican Party politics, and they do a mental pretzel twisting that amazes me people can do. And they go in there and vote for him. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to spend the next six years complaining about all the spending, about all the inflation, about all the butt kissing of Mitch McConnell, (laughs) about all the siding with the Democrats. You get the government you deserve. And this is just our uh, weekly reminder that Jim Banks is going to absolutely beat the hell out of this loser (laughs) Gary Snyder in his race. It's going to probably be the biggest blowout in the state of Indiana, maybe in the country. And I like to remind people of this. Because Gary Snyder is one of those trolls that goes on social media and, you know, he's ripped IBC before. He has this stupid little minions, these 23-year-old worms that have just gotten out of college that haven't accomplished a damn thing. And he's going to have his ass completely handed to him on a silver platter by Jim Banks. Yes, I would say Banks District is probably safe for Republican. <laughs> Rob, what's the most important race in Indiana? Well, I would say it's the school boards. Because, school boards, yeah. I mean, you, you think about the awakening you know and you guys have kids who are educated from home and uh, you know i'm sure you kind of knew what was going on but parents all across this state were awakened and there's some really good conservatives running in fishers running in carmel running in brownsburg a little plug here for dave tinky and tiffany dearman running for brownsburg school board if you live in brownsburg and we saw we had a, a guest on today from avon shauna lake who is that poor woman who is a great citizen a patriot Happened to be in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Wasn't anywhere near the Capitol. Wasn't in the Capitol. Wasn't hanging out with the Viking guy. She was four football (laughs) fields away from the Capitol. And yet, Indy Star runs this hit piece where they lead people to believe like she was storming, you know, the Bastille. They're out for these conservatives because they recognize that that, that people are now aware, even though these races are, air quote, nonpartisan, that there are a bunch of leftist lunatics that run these suburban school districts. Kiefer, Hart, um, such in. In Zionsville as well. I'm wondering if you think, though, do, do they not do this in every state? I mean, do, do, like, there's no uh, R or D besides uh, the people that are running for school boards in this state. Uh, do they do that in other states? I think every state's probably different. I think a lot of them do have partisan labels. Look, school board is the most partisan thing we have. Think sure. about this surveyor, partisan, coroner, partisan, clerk, partisan. Every other election in this state is partisan except for school board. And this is where it gets me, because I went to an event in Hamilton County the other night, the Hamilton County GOP Fall Dinner, and Todd Houston, one of the Flanders boys, old Rod and Todd, (laughs) Speaker of the House, gets up there and is talking about, oh, we got to win these school board races, and they're more important than this and that. The Republican Party in Indiana, because they are petrified of the teachers union, the Indiana General Assembly, refuses to make these partisan races. They know what they're facilitating. They know what they're doing. This disingenuous, babbling bullcrap from people like Todd Houston. We must win these school board races. We must get these Democrats out of there. You're enabling it to happen. So people better wake up and be very aware of who these school board candidates are. Can you stick around for one more segment? Sure. We're going off the rails with Rob Kendall. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. 
My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here going off the rails with Rob Kendall. Uh, national polling looks pretty good for the midterms uh, for Republicans, doesn't it? I mean, when you look, especially like the real clear politics polls, Rob, how are you feeling uh, nationwide uh, in terms of success that the Republicans have the potential to win? Well, they're absolutely going to take the House. I mean, if, you know, ESPN has those game trackers where the probability <laughs> the team's going to win the, the football game based on what's happening. It's probably like 98% they're going to win the House. They're going to win the House. That's not the question. The question is the Senate. And I would imagine after that Fetterman debate the other night, um, you know, the vote counters in Philadelphia, you know, it's like they're they're training for a big sporting event. You know, they're getting ready. They're prepared. It's like a Rocky montage, you know, uh, no easy way out is playing in the background. They're lifting weights, getting their ballot canning hands ready. And I bet they went into overdrive after that the other night. The problem with the Senate races that doesn't happen in the House races is most congressional districts don't touch a large city. Like most all of Indiana's house races, other than Marion County, which is Andre Carson, don't touch Marion County. So it makes it much harder to creatively count the jelly beans at 3 a.m. in the morning. Right. The pallets full of ballots that arrive. Unlike a statewide race, which is U.S. Senate, in which in Philadelphia, there could be more people vote than live in Philadelphia, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. So let's just, for argument's sake here, humor me. Let's say things are all on the up and up, and it's going to be a fair count. I do believe Oz has a great shot of winning Pennsylvania. We've debated about Georgia because it feels like This Warnock character, despite being a radical lunatic, all the momentum is still with him. All right, so here's what's going to happen in Georgia. And you remember, remember when you guys had that weekend show here years ago? Oh, yeah. Somebody came on that show, and everybody else in this station was saying, Trump has no chance, and you know all the big timers, oh, Hillary's going to win, what a terrible nominee. One little unknown peasant came on the Hammer and Nigel weekend show and told you Trump was going to win. The same reason Trump won is why Herschel Walker's going to win, and it is people who love Georgia football, who remember Herschel Walker running over people, who the pollsters are not going to be able to find, just like they couldn't find him with Trump because they don't normally vote. They're going to show up. Mock's husband is a great example. He's political. He's into politics. But if Mock's husband were non-political... Who do you think he'd be voting for? The no Heisman question. Trophy winner for the Georgia exactly. Bulldogs. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be close. I'm not going to say that, you know, it, it, there may not be a runoff, which there may be because if neither one gets 50%. But there's no way Herschel Walker is losing in Georgia. And I think the Republicans have a really good chance to steal that in Nevada, yep. too. Yeah. I, I think it'll be 52-48. If you're saying, indeed, all the if it was a fair election... Not to say, because I know we're on YouTube, it's not going to be a fair election. But uh, <laughs> if it were a fair election, 52-48. We have got a night with WIBC yeah! tonight, Rob. You're going to be there. We're going to be there. And uh, thank you for going off the rails. Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.